1: Let us turn in um, to the word, Hebrews 10, 23. The title of my sermon this morning is Do It Again. So I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them Do it again. Do it again. All right, N- now let's read the scripture. That first slide. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. I'm going to read that again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope or our faith without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you right now for this opportunity where we can come before you, Lord, and just to get into your word and be encouraged by your word, be built up by your word this day. I pray that the words that are spoken, Lord, will fall in good ground, the good ground of our hearts, Lord, that someone that has come in discouraged this morning, Lord, when they leave, they will be encouraged, Lord, to hold on, Father, to, to the, the confession of their faith, Lord. And so, Father, we thank you, we praise you. Holy Spirit, lead us in the way that we should go. Our eyes are on you. And, Father, we will be careful to give you and you alone all the praise, the honor, and glory that is due to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The second verse, the second slide says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Let's read that again. Therefore, now read it together with me, would you please? Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Amen. Can someone tell me what that word, what does cast away? You can, you know, raise your hand. <laughs> Regine, Get rid of. Say that again. Get rid of. Get rid of. Someone else have a synonym? <laughs> Thank you. Somebody else over on this side? Throw. Throw. Okay, don't throw it away. Anybody else over here? Nobody
2: else?
1: Go ahead. Did she say something? Throw it away? Take away, thank you very much, thank you. So the word says, do not throw away, get rid of our, our confidence. Now, what is confidence? Becky, do you know what confidence is? I know I'm putting you on the, on the spot, but you know, the way I, I share in my sermons, I like to interact with the people in the audience. So don't be surprised, I'm gonna call on some more. So be prepared, as they sang in Lion King. (laughs) So Becky, what does confidence mean? Say that again. Very good, very good. Okay, thank you. Anyone on this side? Yes, Peter? Self-assurance. Self-assurance, okay, very good. Another meaning for this word confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Now, if I had a chair up here, a folding chair, if I were to sit, sit in the chair, Do you think I would be looking at the chair and saying, "Are you going to hold me up, having a conversation when when I sit down? Am I going to fall or no? Because I have confidence. As long as someone hasn't tampered with the chair, that I can sit in there." And I'm confident that I'm going to sit, I'm going to be comfortable, and I am not going to fall. Well, I want to tell you this morning that we serve a God that we can put our confidence in him. He will not, did you hear me? He will not let us fall. He will hold us up and we can rely on him. Amen? Amen. So we're going to move right along. We've been in, um, the prophetic prayer team has been reading a book and it's called um, Draw the Circle. And so on day six, the title of the chapter was Shameless Audacity. And I want someone with a, I don't want to do all the talking. I want someone with a nice, bold, confident voice to read that for me. Who, who, who's going to volunteer? All right, Elisa, yes. amen 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 and when I when I hear those words shameless audacity right away and the scripture that was given in that particular chapter was Luke 11 and it tells of the story of the man that in the middle of the night comes to his neighbor's door and there were no doorbells so he started knocking. The, the man, the owner of the home, calls out like, who's out there? We are, I'm in bed, my whole family's in bed, why are you knocking my door? Has that ever happened to anybody? Where someone came and knocked your door late at night? I know what happened to Elder Roy and I. We were already in bed, and yes, we did get up, didn't we, honey? Yes, we did get up. (laughs) We got up and answered, and it was because someone was in dire need. So this man is knocking. I think he's pounding at the door. And the scripture says, the man says, like, I'm not going to do anything for you, so you might as well go. But did that stop the man? He has shameless audacity. Keep. He, he kept knocking. And finally the scripture says, because of his continual knocking and his persistence and he wasn't like oh what i'm doing i don't want to disturb anybody i don't want to you know i don't want to wake him out of sleep but no he has shameless audacity to say i am not leaving here until you get up and answer me and you know what Sisters and brothers, that's the way the Lord is looking. He's expecting us to come before him, asking, asking, seeking, knocking the prayers that we put before him. They've got to matter to us. If they don't matter, we'll just start. The first time we don't get an answer, we'll say, all right, that's it. I, you know that must not, that wasn't a good request, so I just leave that alone. But no, the Lord is looking for people that will do it again. Do it again. Seek again. Knock again, ask again. Again, and again, and again, and again. The Lord is saying, you know, I, your confidence in me has great reward. And that's why my word is saying, don't throw it away. Because there is a reward for those that would consistently ask. They will consistently seek. They will consistently um, um, knock. Did I say all three of them? (laughs) Knock, ask, seek, knock. So the Lord is looking for us to continue to do that. So let's go to the next slide. Don't pray away. This was day four of Draw the Circle. I would like another strong, bold, confident reader. Colin, can I call on you?
2: Yeah, but my voice ain't
1: pretty today. <laughs> Your voice is not pretty?
2: Yeah, um, but I, I can hear
1: Of course you can. Do <laughs> our prayers change our circumstances? Absolutely.
2: But when our circumstances do not change, it's often an indication that God is trying to change us. The primary purpose of prayer? Don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Sometimes we need to pray get me
1: out prayers, but sometimes we need to pray get me through prayers. Uh Thank you, Colin. Thank you. Get me through prayers, and I have some examples of get me through prayers, and I just want to give you the heads up that. I'm giving you two examples from the word, but we have some living examples right here in this room. So if I call on you, as I said earlier, be prepared. Amen. You're gonna help me preach the sermon. Amen? Amen. 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 So I want you, the first example is Hannah first samuel one and six and as i said i'm not going to do all the reading i'm looking for some readers so sharon could you help me out all right if you would read first samuel 1 6. pardon me it's not on the screen screen. so if you could Get ready to either use the Pew Bible or or pull it up with your your phone or your device. And then I need someone, oh, Sharon 6 and 7, verses 6 and 7, if you would. And then I want someone else to read from the 10th verse all the way to the 18th verse. Thank you, Sharon. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in
2: water to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah mm-hmm. went up to the house of the Lord,
1: her rival provoked her so she wept and would not eat. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, who's going to do 10 to 18? No takers? Okay, thank you, Corinne. Thank you very much. So here is Hannah, an example of someone that made a decision that this situation that I'm facing is not okay with me. So what am I going to do about it? And we heard, as Sharon read, she was provoked. And sometimes our circumstances are just what comes as a provocation. It comes, it provokes us. And a lot of times, we don't respond in the right way. When the, you know, the provocation comes, it's like we, we shut down. We're crying, we're doing what Hannah did. She, there's a part there that said she stopped, she stopped, um, she was crying and she stopped eating. Her husband asked her the question, you know, what's the matter with you, Hannah? How come you're not eating? You know, you're crying all the time. And he asked the question, am I not better to you than 10 sons? And I said, I don't think Hannah was expecting to hear that (laughs) because she wanted, what did she want? She wanted a child. And here is her sister wife, provoking her. Like every, it said year after year after year. Peninnah, who is her husband's other wife, here comes one day, oh, did you hear? Peninnah's expecting. And here comes Peninnah just, she's rubbing it in Hannah's face. You see me? Look, look at all these children I have. Look at all them. Aren't they beautiful, Hannah? Look at all my sons and my daughters. Hannah has nothing. And every year, year after year, the word says, Peninnah provoked her. She made little slide remarks. Not slide, snide remarks. To her, I believe, that caused Hannah to weep to cause her to be in anguish. And another translation says she was miserable, miserable. But she took her, she took the provocation of her adversary. She took the grief. She took the pain of knowing that I may never have a child. And she did something about it. And she went to the Lord, she went to the temple, and she prayed, and she poured out her complaint, the word says. And the Lord heard Hannah. Amen? Amen. Amen. So Hannah did something about what was provoking her, what was making her miserable. That circumstance, she kept asking, she kept knocking, she kept seeking, and the Lord rewarded her. Amen. Let's go to our second example. That's in the book of Job. Job is one of my favorite characters in the word. Now, I I need some more readers. Do I see Brother Irvin back there? The original? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Brother Irvin, I would like you to read Job one twenty, and then I would like you to read 2.10. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now here is a man, Job. The word says that this man was a righteous man and he hated evil. He was a good man. But there was a conversation that went on with God and the devil about Job. And the devil said, you know job is serving you because he's got it. he's got it going on for him he's got all this cattle all the, these possessions and his children are beautiful he's rich but if you touch his life touch take away all those possessions you will see that he's not so righteous you will see that he will curse you You will see that he will, he will go under. So the Lord gave the devil permission to go ahead and touch Job's all that he had. And the word tells us in that first chapter that the cattle's gone, the, the, you know, the oxen, everything, the donkeys, the horses, everything he owned. And then his children. And you know, I found it. It came to me in that first chapter, in the 16th verse. The beginning, the 16th verse, the 17th verse, and the 18th verse. It says, while he was yet speaking, there came also another. Are you hearing me? 17th verse, while he was yet speaking, there came also another. And then the 18th verse says, while he was yet speaking, there came also another. Each time something went wrong, someone escaped and came and told Job. Job, I was there. And I'm the only one that got out of there. I'm the only one left alive. And so I asked the question, are there people sitting here in the congregation today that you are right now in that experience? That experience of, while wow, one thing happens, here comes another. Nobody experienced that? If if you've experienced that, raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. You know, you, you get through, you get through one area and you think you've got the victory. And while you're just getting over that, here comes another one. Bam! Here comes the second. You walk a little further, whew, you're just, you know, wiping your brow over the second one and here comes the third one, bam! Don't didn't see it coming. We always go through this and the Lord is saying uh, once again to us even though we are going through that experience of just getting just getting slammed left and right and there's never an announcement that says in one week Brother Jamil, some trouble's going to be knocking at your door. Do you ever get a pre-announcement? <laughs> no. It just comes. And when you're not looking for it, when you're not expecting it, here it comes. But while they were yet speaking, Job heard bad news, bad news, bad news. But did, listen to what he said to his wife. What Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? It's telling me that in this life, we're not just going to be getting, you know, good things, good things, good news, good news, good news. Oh, you know, that song for I'm happy. Da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. Cause I'm happy da 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 Just happy, happy, happy all the time. Does life happen like that? If it's happening for anyone, I question why you're even here. <laughs> Cause you should have been gone on to glory or something. But as long as we live in this life, we are going to meet up in some situations that are not to our agreement. They are not to what we desire. But what the Lord is looking for is that response from us. Too many of us are reacting. Too many people are reacting. When things are not going our way, when life goes sour, we go sour. But did you read the scripture about Hannah? Hannah got up after she prayed. After she prayed to the Lord, the word says she got up, she ate, she wasn't crying anymore. And further down in that same scripture, it says Hannah worshiped. Hannah worshipped. Can you imagine? She got her tamarind out and she started to bless the Lord. She started praising God. And I wonder if Peninnah heard her and said, "Uh uh-oh, she's losing her mind now. But no, she said, no. To worship the Lord because it is from Him that my expectation comes. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So we had Hannah and we have Job. But I want to pull in some other people. And I, I, I don't want to put anyone, I'm not going to twist your arm to answer. But I would like to ask Sister Either Alisa or Troy to please come up here, and please bring Peter, because see, there are some people that I have seen when life hit them hard, they're gonna tell. Brother Troy is going to tell you what happened. Could you yeah. share very briefly the story of Peter's healing? Sure. Okay.
3: So, um, let me turn it, turn it, turn it. sure it's on. Oh, it's not on. It's on. It's on. Okay. It's on. You can hear me? No, um, it's not on. Yeah, the green, the green light is the, yes. the, the key there. Yes. <laughs> um, so when Peter was about two months, three months old, um. He had some strange symptoms. He was starting to have like little red dots on his body, and he had some some bloody noses and stuff. And we took him to uh, the hospital. They said we had to take him to the ER at Children's Hospital immediately because he had a a blood disorder, and it was uh, the problem was his blood wasn't clotting properly. Um, And and so he was in the hospital for a couple of weeks and they were, we gave him some blood transfusions and they were all, all that time trying to figure out what was wrong. And they told us that, unfortunately, he was, there wasn't any cure they had for the condition he had. It was pretty rare. Um, but that, you know, we're in the best place and they give us the best medical care. And so we, um, you know, gave him the medicine that they told us to give him. And, uh, but we prayed and we asked everybody here yes. uh, to pray and everybody Amen. in our family to pray and everybody we knew to pray and that he yes. would be healed. Um, and six months down the road, they tested him, and he didn't seem to have this incurable condition anymore, and, and
1: they
3: they test him every year, and he still doesn't have it, so.
1: Amen, amen. Hey, son, thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. And I'll just ask the question, Elisa, I know there were times when you all were discouraged. Correct? Yes. But you asked again. You went to prayer again. Amen. 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 (laughs) Sister Sandra Eadie, could you come on up here? Yes. Yeah. I want Sandra to share with you her story of her healing from cancer.
4: Amen, amen. Amen. It was a long, long journey, but mm-hmm. God was faithful. I was the day that our, my divorce became finalized. I got a call at work from my doctor and um, oncologist that was testing me for cancer and found that I had breast cancer. And my son was eight years old. So it was a struggle. And I remember how I would, you know, take put pudding you on know, a sandwich, go to bed, and um, I would then just start praying. I went downstairs in the basement one night and and I was just praying and crying, and then I heard the voice of the Lord say, Oh
1: my God. Yes, yes, God, yes.
4: You're only going to make it worse. Didn't I tell you? that I was going to heal you.
1: Yes, yes.
4: And didn't I yes. tell you? Yes. And from that day, I didn't cry anymore. Yes. I believe God, it got rough, I would take I am old school, so I, my mom always used, um, had a recipe box and index cards, and every day I'd write down a verse, and I would carry it with me. I'd be going to Dana Farber, and I'd have always wear jackets so that I could keep in my pocket a verse, and every time i felt down, I would just pray. But
1: God, God yes, me. yes, he did.
4: <laughs> Thank All right. you. All must give him a
1: praise. I would like to call one more person. Sister Delia, if you don't mind, would you come up here? Sister Delia, do you mind sharing the latest situation that you
0: are, the accident? Oh, yes. Well, (laughs) praise God. On Saturday, I was here leading morning prayer. Um, and it was such a powerful time in the Lord. We' mm-hmm. been praying, we're trusting God. All 12 of us left. We blessed each other, prayed for so many things. On, on Tuesday, so Tuesday, um, I was um, in my car. Um, we call her Esther, she's such a faithful car. <laughs> and I was taking, I had, it was me, we and an Edozie in the car, and five other boys who are friends of Edozie, and every year I take them to Canobie Lake before they start school. So that morning, I put everybody in the car, I went to Roxbury Latin to pick up the boys, they were in my car, we got on the freeway, headed to Canobie Lake, exit 18, we just heard this loud noise. And the hood of my car comes up and hits the windshield and stays up so I can't see. And there just cars whizzing by, 18 wheelers, cars just coming by. And I remember saying, Lord help us, like yes. God help us. Yes. And ifani was like, What's happening? She screamed. And then I said, Is everybody I said to the boy, Everybody okay? And I heard yes. And the key thing was to get over and get to the shoulder. Yes. The I, I just couldn't see. <laughs> and so um Ifani kept saying, she said, Mom, I don't think you've made it all the way to the shoulder yet. So I just kept I put on my hazard lights and I just kept going and we got to the shoulder and no one hit us. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, no one hit us. I didn't hit anyone. Um, and when we got to the shoulder, they finally they came towed the car. And our next door neighbor came and piled all eight of us and took us to a rental. And I was gonna. I was tired. And I was like, the devil will not steal our joy. Yes. We we're still gonna go to Canobie Lake. Yes. <laughs> we're still gonna have fun. Yes. So, Thank you.
1: Thank you. I know Sister Delia is a woman that she has shameless audacity. And if you hear her praying, she's just going at it again and again and again because she knows, she knows. She's relying on the right person. Amen. Yes. Amen. So I just want to say to you this morning, you've got to do it again. Yes. For you that have discouraged and you stopped. And you know, there's no shame if you say, Elder Anita, I stop praying. Because it seems like the more I pray, the worse things get. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I've been there I have been there where I and I, I asked the Lord a question, okay, what's going on? Am I your daughter or not? Am I serving you faithfully or not? What's going on here? So I ask questions, but I thank God that we serve a God that He doesn't you know come and, and When we're down and out, just come and kick us even further down. But He's there to lift us up. And as we heard that on last Sunday, that we are able to be lifted up by our God, and because He lifts us up out of our situations and circumstances, now we in turn can lift others up. It's not just about oh. God delivered me. God saved me. God did this for me. God answered my prayer. But what about your brother and sister that's not there yet? Will we hold on for them? Will we encourage? Will we pray? Will we be the the, the people in the gap for them? So I am encouraging you with this word. It's time to do it again. Whoever's discouraged, whoever's been fed up, who's frustrated with, Lord, come on. You know, all my friends are getting married and I'm still here. Like, is there anybody for me? You know, I'm looking for a job and I can't seem to find anything. Is there a job for me? Is this situation my health is getting worse and worse? I thought I was improving and then I'm hearing reports that no, you're not improving. And it seems like everything is going south. But today I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you, do not cast away your confidence. Do not throw it away. I, I just have a little demonstration here. You know, I taught, I was an instructional assistant for like 10 years, and so I still have the chi- my, my children at heart. But this is the way we are, some of us, in terms of our, our confidence. You know, someone hurts our feelings. We throw, that's our confidence. That's our, you know, it's gone. The Lord didn't answer my prayer. Throw away my confidence. Didn't get the job I expected. Throw away my faith. Throw away my confidence. Oh my goodness. I, um. Um. Some legal stuff concerning my life is not in order, so I'm just just thrown away, thrown away, thrown away, thrown away. Discouraged, 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 discouragement, discouraged. Discourage. Just throwing, throwing, throwing. Throwing away your confidence. (laughs) Am I making stuff up? We do throw away our, our confidence. We just cast away. Just give it away. But the Lord is saying, do not. Do not throw away your confidence. And let's read that scripture again. May I see that first verse again? The scripture. Let us hold fast, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Now, I just wonder, do I have any children, any girls or boys, I know, I threw out some balls here. Do I have any girls or boys, you know, ball ball people? <laughs> you know, in the tennis match, they have the, the kids running back and forth and picking up the stray balls. Do I have any volunteers? Look around. Is that Farrah? Thank you, Farah. If you see any balls, Farah, I want you to just come and throw them in this bag. Anybody else? It pays to help. <laughs> Very good, come come helpers, come back here helpers, thank you, come come, Jordan come back, thank you all these helpers, these wonderful helpers.